This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's five minutes with Chris Dotson of Sports Illustrated, and we're going to talk a little bit about the New Orleans Pelicans and specifically Zion Williamson. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us and uh, spend a little time talking about what's going on in the NBA and some of our former ACC players. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, there's a lot of ACC players in the NBA to talk about. Yeah, indeed there are. And let's talk about one in particular, Zion. Now, I can remember because you came on and you talked about the excitement of having Zion as that number one pick uh, coming into New Orleans. And uh, I just want to know, has he contributed what fans expected? Uh, to that point, the way you ask it, no, he hasn't contributed what he expected, but we expected him to be on the court maybe a little more. We were promised him to be on the court, even going back to last season. Mm-hmm. He had said, hey, I'll be ready opening night, and he never never played a game. So to the way you ask it, yeah, it's not quite what he expected, but these last couple games, we've kind of we've, we've seen what we expected from Zion to, to make it a little bit more positive. Yeah, so when he's, when he's on, he's on. And when he's off, well, he's he's off. And now he's off again because he suffered a back injury the other night. Now, what's what's going on with that? I think we'll see him back before we see a, another ACC star in Brandon Ingram. Ingram being out with a concussion. Zion, I think it's just more of a bruised tailbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody watched Ted Lasso, he just hurt his bum a little bit. He'll be back. He's got plenty of cushion back there. It was a tough fall. I was right behind the basket when it happened. You heard the whole stadium just lose their – it, it, it got quiet for a second. But he got back up. He tried to finish the, finish the game. He stayed in for another possession, but it just wasn't worth the risk. He was still feeling kind of bruised and bumped up, but he was at practice. He, he, he was going through some motions. I'm not sure if we see him tomorrow night for Dallas, but I don't think he'll be out for this West Coast trip to see LA, the L.A. teams. Yeah, big guy coming down that hard, and I, I also saw that. I was like, whoa. I wasn't there like you were, but watching it back on, on tape is like, yeah, pretty heavy hit there um, on the floor. And you don't you don't bounce much when you hit something that hard. It's amazing. Uh, talk to us about how the Pelicans are doing this year and what the you know, how things are looking for the future of the team. Uh, the future of the team's looking great, especially since we have two Duke boys and Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson locked up. Never we have hurts. one of the best young coaches that you could, you know asked for and Willie Green it, going around the league you, you just cannot get enough of the appreciation enough respect for what the rest of the league has for Willie Green and that's in the scouting staffs the other coaches I've asked every coach this season what they felt about Willie Green and you can tell when a coach has given you a placated answer or something that's really authentic yeah. and you get a lot of authentic answers to Willie Green and the respect people have for him and likewise for Zion people respect what he can be when he's on the court and and you know We'll, we'll get to see more of that hopefully soon enough. And the Pelicans will show you this two-in-one record is not a fluke. Um, you know, when you when you have people who uh, get, and I hate to come back to this, but when you have people who are uh, frequently injured, sometimes it puts them in line to be considered, ooh, let's exchange this player for that player. Do you see any of that? 
yo, there's a lot of people in maybe outside of New Orleans and inside of New Orleans, but some are asking about the John Morant trade or, or you know, the pick. Yeah. But then again, Jaws has been down too. So it's really pick your poison. I would rather Zion get through these struggles and learn his body on a rookie contract than his next contract when it really you're adding a couple of zeros to the end. I think that's when you start looking at the value on bust or if they worth worth what the investment is, is if you can get them through those growing pains early. Chet Holmgren out in Oklahoma City, those sorts of players. You would rather see that when you're paying them eight million than when they're on the $180 million contract. Indeed, man. You hit that on the head. And I, we talk about these two Duke players coming in and making contributions. Um, tell me how they've adjusted from moving from college ball into the pros, and have they have they made a smooth transition, not only as players, but also as citizens of Louisiana? No, I've talked with both Zion and B.I. off the record, off the court, and not to throw too much out there, but they love this city. You hear from B.I. about how, he, you know, he goes to Phoenix during the offseason. He's from North Carolina. He was in L.A. trying to play with LeBron and go through all that sorting and situating. And he got to New Orleans, and it was just better for him. It was better for him. It was better for his family. It was a better playing situation. And you're actually seeing him become the number one option, not Zion. And Zion's comfortable with that. That's another part of it. Zion is comfortable here. His family's comfortable here. They've renovated their house in the Garden District and really got settled. And and Zion sees that with B.I. doing what he does, he doesn't have to be the know-all, end-all, the spotlight person. And so he's getting to acclimate himself this season. I think that's going to be some growing pains the first 60 games, you know, him and B.I. first now just playing together. But when it comes to those last 70, 80, game 82 Game 83, because this team will be making the playoffs. You'll see the comfort level of these guys in this smaller market really shine because they've had time to grow. And one more ACC guy that y'all have got on this team, Jose Alvarado. He yep. is really taken to this city. You cannot tell me Jose Alvarado might be Brooklyn. He might be Puerto Rican national team. But he is 100% New Orleans as well. You cannot watch some of these games and see how he hides people up. And you're seeing those ACC guys coming from that area the big metro markets, they don't fit him quite as right. Yeah. But you stick him in New Orleans, you go see him really shine and grow and get to be themselves in their own body and not where Hollywood wants them to be. All right. It's a, it's it's much more of a hometown feel and people really embrace you. Uh it's it's a whole different mindset as opposed to let's say New York media and LA media or Chicago for that matter. Um, and man, I, I can appreciate what you say. Hey, any, uh, in any inside scoops on what these three guys really like to eat that they've, they've adjusted to since they've come down, because I, I know as somebody who married a, a woman from new Orleans, I've adjusted and I'm, I'm embracing it all. But I would, I, I'm always fascinated by what these guys who are coming out of college who sometimes have kind of limited diets, um, what they might be into. Any any inside scoops there, Chris? Yeah, I mean, you've seen the team post pictures of Commander Palace, Pesh, some of the other places. And you mentioned, you know, these kids coming out of college, what's, what, it's pizza. It's all pizza. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If you go to Encore over on Ferret Street, You'll find not only the best pizza in the city, but you'll find some slices that the team is, you know, they've, they've got some specialties over there. They try and do them right so it's still healthy, but they get the full brick oven, the full, 
you know, experience. And and that's maybe one of the, the lesser known restaurants that these players, especially Saints and Pelicans, they'll slide over there near Magazine Street because they live over there. Then Again, media markets fans, we know where these players live. We know where they eat. Go over, uh, check out Blue Oak Barbecue. I know that was more of a Drew Holiday spot, but you can't go wrong. Everybody's over there. So, yeah, Encore and Blue Oak would be more of the, the low key. We don't let it out. Send the tours to Commander's Palace in the quarter. Let us eat our good food. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I, I, I've been to the barbecue place. Uh, and every time I come down, if I don't get a po' boy before I leave, uh, you know, something wrong with me because it, it's, you know, I got to get that fixed. And uh, for some reason, uh, some of my, my sister-in-laws and nieces are really hooked on snowballs big times too. So, you know, finding uh, a really good place to go get a snowball is, is ultra important to, uh, to that group. So I don't know. Yeah. You've got a couple on Carrollton and one just hit me. I'm sorry. I'd be remiss if I didn't do it. If you got your Monday red beans and rice, you go yep. over to Spitalis. They also have the dirty Turkey sandwich. I know that's real popular with some of the players. A couple of them have left. They play in Portland now, but they lived out there on Metairie, and they hit Spitalis for a huge bowl of red beans and rice, a dirty turkey sandwich. Josh Hart, I'm looking at you, baby. Man, I, I've never had a dirty turkey sandwich. What what are we talking about here? Uh, we talking turkey. We talking gravy, and we talking whatever else you want to put on it. That's why it gets dirty. Okay. But it's filling. It's filling, and it'll do everything you need you to do throughout the whole day. You eat half. You take a nap. You get you another half. Maybe before tip-off, you go watch Zion play. That's Hey, that sounds like a deal. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I hit that up because I'm coming back down here really soon. Um, you know, from the prospects you were talking about earlier, about the uh, Pelicans and how they uh, probably will be doing and where they should be in the NBA. Do you see this team um, in in that top five of, of having a shot at winning a title and bringing it home? I see them in the top four in the Western Conference. You had the Eastern Conference. Maybe the Pelicans are, you know, six to eight if you want to play with that threshold. I'll tell you this, though. If this team's not top three, top four in the West, they're going to be disappointed. If they're falling into the play-in, you know, situation, they're going to be more than just the point. They're going to be aggravated with themselves. We'll probably be looking at some injuries if they fall that far. But if everything goes right, this team is going to be second round. And if you get to the second round, get to a game seven, Western Conference Finals A. It's a crapshoot from there, and you just hope you, you're just glad to still have a lottery ticket alive. It's all good. Hey, uh, and one last thing because this this always is on my mind, and I'm always checking for stories. Ownership. How are we? How are we standing on ownership these days? Everything good? Yes, yes. Anybody worried about <clears throat> ownership has not been in New Orleans too much. It, they had to re <laughs> redo some me. of the deals, but. <laughs> Benson Capital Partners, the Saints, the Pelicans, the state of Louisiana, the stadium commissions, mm -hmm. they've got all those things worked out. They've got, you know, land swaps. They've got lease deals. They've got, you know, a office retail being done. It's fine. I'm more worried about how much of the luxury tax Gail Benson is wanting to pay, whether than if she's going to pay it at all. I think she'll pay a $10 million bill. I don't think we'll ever see her pay like a Golden State Warriors where it gets in a four- 500 million when you add on the tax, but this team's going to pay the tax for a few years. They see that the windows open. They want to hang a banner. They want to hang a championship. Those promises have pretty much been made to veterans like CJ McCollum. He wouldn't come out and talk the way he did unless he had those, those assurances from ownership. So I'm not worried about the team being sold. I'm not worried about the team being moved. 
I'm not even worried about them getting a new stadium because the Smoothie King Center, I've been to a few stadiums this season, last season. I'm starting to hit all 30. It's not the worst one in the in the in the league. Not it has some questions about it, yeah. but those can be fixed. Other than that, ownership is fine. It's not going anywhere. This accession plan is in place. If people want to read about that, I did some of that work for Forbes before I moved over to Sports Illustrated. But there's there's a plan in place that involves five six different people on down the line. This team is not going anywhere. That's uh, encouraging news. I like to hear that. I'd like to see that stability because that, that just means that those teams are all going to be that much better and and people uh, don't have to worry about that part of it. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to us about uh, Zion and Ingram, the ACC guys who are contributing to the Pelicans. Uh, it's, it's always a great time talking to you, Chris, and I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to talk with us and make sure that you check out Chris Dotson on Sports Illustrated. If you want to uh, check out the coverage of what's going on with the New Orleans Pelicans, just check out on Twitter, Pelican Scoop. Hey, I appreciate it, Chris. Hey, thanks again, Jim. You get on down, we'll get you some of that food we talked about. Sounds good. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.